Think Travel Leadership Circle, a podcast series where we talk to the industry leaders about the latest and greatest travel trends. I'm Hermione Joy, Sector Lead for Travel, Google Asia Pacific. During the pandemic, many of us had to seek out new escapes close to home as we weren't able to travel. Having tasted such conveniences, such as the weekend staycation, will quick getaways close to home endure even once travel restrictions ease? And also, how will experiences impact the type of trips and experiences people are now taking on their travel journeys? Today, I had the pleasure of speaking to Georgina Ko, Director of Digital and Content Marketing at Singapore Tourism Board. Georgina looks after SDB's always-on global and domestic marketing strategy. Georgina, welcome to Think Travel Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Uh, I, you work for Singapore Tourism Board. Would you mind sharing with our audience a little bit more about what you and Singapore Tourism Board do? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. It's lovely being here in your studio. It's um, lovely to have you in person. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Georgina. I work for the Singapore Tourism Board in the marketing group. Um, the Singapore Tourism Board's really our goal is to create a destination that is inspiring, that is vibrant, and we do so in close partnership with our industry and the community. Um, our job in the tours, in the marketing group is to communicate that. Mm-hmm. How do we tell the destination story well, such that it is an inspiring place for travellers to want to visit? How do we talk about our products and experiences here that we can offer to our international visitors, as well as in the last couple of years, our local residents and what they could enjoy? Um, and my work specifically in the tourism board um, in the marketing activation division is to then figure out what are the best ways in which we could tell the story, what channels would we use, um, how can we best find our audiences, and we do this in close partnership with um, partners such as yourself. Thank you. Uh, it certainly sounds like a complex uh, and big role. Uh, I don't envy you, but you have a great destination to share with We with have a consumers. great team yeah. and we have a great product to sell, <laughs> we hope. It's true. Yeah. Um, I'm a long-term Singaporean, eight years here, uh, and so a big fan, obviously, of the destination and the work you guys do. So today we wanted to talk about rediscovering um, the the local escapes and, and how the pandemic really influenced and changed travel. And one of the things during the pandemic that happened was that we couldn't really travel at all, um, especially in Singapore. And we saw a huge shift in terms of uh, people's desire to actually go out and experience uh, nature-based destinations and also the staycation. I was a fan of that. I never thought I would do a staycation, um, but you have shifted my mind forever. Um, I actually a huge fan having kids and um, did a number, I think a five or six during the pandemic, um, just to, you know, escape from my home. Uh, but what, um, what were you surprised about in the pandemic and what were the trends that you saw um, during the pandemic uh, that uh, popped up and also what do you think is here to stay? Mm. I mean, Singaporeans and local residents, I mean, we love to travel, right? And we are very discerning international travellers ourselves. And during the pandemic, of course, you know, with lockdowns and with restriction of movements, I think everybody was just really looking for new ways to connect with ourselves, connect with our families, our friends, and just new ways of how we would experience um, the our backyard, so to speak. And we definitely saw a lot of um, Singaporeans and local residents do so, right? Um, I'm guilty of... Uh, 
of uh, baking bread or yes, attempting to do so. Yes, <laughs> and uh, you know, doing yoga in front of the living room <laughs> and contemplating buying a bicycle. You know, to I feel like we're very similar people. <laughs> yes, but I mean, we are definitely not alone, right? And a lot of um, residents here and Singaporeans definitely sought to find ways of how we could get out there, experience um, the country, the city from you know the the experiences that we have, the classes that we can go to to make bread, or even you know visiting some of our nature parks. And we have many, um, many, many different park connectors, and also you know the different staycation products as you've mentioned that you have gone to. Um, and I think through the process um, we launched the Singapore Rediscovers campaign, which is really um, the vehicle to try and encourage um, Singaporeans, you know, people who live here, to go out and experience Singapore in new ways that you have never really. Um, try to in the past, right? Or you may not necessarily have imagined yourself to do in the past. And as we were developing the campaign, I think there was no lack of um, offerings that we could feature. Um, in fact, maybe, you know, we, we ended up having to be more discerning. But definitely through the process, what we saw was that there was a lot of uh, new, unique experiences that our stakeholders have developed across, you know, different product categories that caters to consumers of different passion points, right? You have staycation products that it's not just a room itself right but you could pitch a tent for the kids yeah. you know they have a lovely canopy in the room that really helps to alleviate the entire family experience in the hotels you know we have got um the Grand Hyatt, for example, partnered with a local um, active wear Kira that actually, you know, incorporates some of these product offerings into um, the staycation in Hyatt, as well as yoga in the in the grounds in the hotels. I think these are some of the examples of how we saw um, the tourism businesses um, really developing different types of products. Um, I was personally surprised also at how. Um, innovative the Singaporean uh, community became around virtual experiences. Uh, I did a number of chocolate tastings yeah. uh, and now I'm a huge fan of a couple of brands out there yeah. um, and, and learnt so much as well. I was like properly engaged also cocktail making Yes, um, that became a bit of a fan. We had a couple of those yes. <laughs> um, and that was fun mm -hmm. uh, and then you know you um, and then also just getting out there I mean as an expat I, I, I came to Singapore I travelled a lot. I'd never spent so much time in Singapore uh, and so I really got to know the city mm. a bit, the zoo or the parks, the many parks. I have three kids, so um, we spent a lot of time in parks. Um, but it was incredible to rediscover yeah. um, uh, or actually discover for me yeah. uh, the nation. In terms of what surprised you though, the most in the pandemic in terms of the, the trends, is there any one trend or two trends that you can talk to that um, you, know, you, you found that domestic tourism lent itself to or helped prop up tourism? Yeah, I think that is also then, you know, just going beyond the notion of what tourism really is. It's really about the experience of the city itself, yeah. not so much the attractions or the hotels that you stay in or the tours that you go for, but it's really about, you know, what that holistic experience is when you are in that place. And for us, you know, during the, during the pandemic where we only had our backyard to discover, I think, you know, both myself and like what you've just said, it was really a huge range of experiences experiences and products that you then got to experience that you may not necessarily have considered to be, I guess, 
a tourism yes. product. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is so going to be... almost like the, the industry has expanded now. Yeah, exactly. And I think even pre-pandemic, we have gone beyond, you know, just being bucket list travelers, right? It's not a checklist that you're checking off. Yes. But really, how can your travel to a place be more fulfilling? How can you connect better with the local communities, the local experiences? And I think that, you know, during the entire pandemic phase where Singapore residents was really, you know, exploring our own backyard, that really helped to basically expand what they saw as um, as what is tourism. Yeah, I'm, I couldn't agree more. In terms of what, you know, if I think of the pandemic, I, th I think of borders being shut and us spending a lot of time uh, either virtual or um, around doing experiences. And I'm just curious, you know, now with the, lo the easing of borders, yay, uh, the read bounding of travel do you think that that domestic one the domestic traveler and the domestic desire for experiences will remain um, true are you still seeing that demand and have you seen any change in behavior of an international traveler when they come here versus the pandemic before in terms of how they want to experience mm. at your destination mm. I mean we started during the pandemic with a Singapore rediscovers campaign right that was really more about you know raising awareness of local offerings and experiences and then in December um, of the 2020, we launched Singapore Rediscovers Vouchers, yeah. which is really then that that catalyst or that push, giving you a $100 credit to Singaporeans to really go out there and support the tourism businesses, your attractions, your hotels and your tours. And I think with these different initiatives that we have done, the awareness level amongst you know locals in the products that they can actually experience here within Singapore has definitely increased. And I think that um, organically they are already you know yearning for looking out for new differentiated offerings that they can go to in the weekends in their friends you know, just connecting with the loved ones. And I think that we can continue to see that happening. Um, I mean, even even now, you know, there are so many different um, experiences that have opened up, you know, gin tasting in, in Tangling, um, which is just a blend of not just the gin, but also, you know, um, the, the story behind how they have developed it, as well as, you know, pairing with local chefs with the gins. And I think these are some of the examples and how, you know, Singaporeans are also going to be demanding more. Yeah, I think it's interesting you mentioned it. It's almost like the community needed to become more entrepreneurial and um, and travel has become a bit more entrepreneurial in terms of the way people think of that. And I, I, I personally was so excited about the ice cream museum. I booked <laughs> four months in advance um, <laughs> for my tickets when it opened and I saw the pop-up. Um, and I, I've been back many times still and I don't know that I would have done that pre-pandemic, uh, the new chocolate uh, chocolatier that you have opening up in uh, Dempsey, mm -hmm. also very excited about that. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I can say as, as one of your consumers, I think now that I, I actually watch out for what's new and what's coming and make more of an effort to go because I realise how much out there is out there. Um, in terms of travellers coming in, are you seeing how they they behave differently or are they travelling like they used to? I don't think so. And I think that from what we have seen so far, I think that there is going to be a move towards a bit more intentional of how you make your travel decisions. Um, and I think during the pandemic, you know, people have also started to become more conscious about how they consume, right? Yes. And how they and how they would go about living their lives, um, taking care of, you know, mind, body and soul in terms of their wellness, their personal well-being. And I think these are some of the new things trends that will really also then um, get 
um, shifted to travel, right? They are going to be looking out for more uh, ways in which of how they can be more intentional in making their travel decisions. Um, we definitely see a rise in people traveling for wellness-related, however, experiences. Um, and you are also going to be looking out for businesses whom you think are going to be uh, true to how they, you know, be responsible to the environment in the way that business practices is, and how you know the the, the the design of their products would also be taking into consideration how they could continue to be sustainable. I hear you about wellness and sustainability, and we see that in our own insights, and and also how consumers are behaving and looking for things online. Uh, now. I know this is front of mind post-pandemic and I personally think it's incredibly important, not only wellness because I think it was a real reflection for people on values during the panic being locked up and now people are much more um, considerate about the way they spend their time and there's a big focus on mental health mm. uh, but also sustainability in terms of the longevity of not only our industry but the world. Do you think this is a fad or do you think this is actually here to stay? Hmm. We think that it's probably going to be here to stay. Um, I mean, and certainly in the efforts that we have seen so far and the industry take up of these efforts have also been super encouraging. I mean, we just launched our wellness festival back in um, July. Yeah, last was, month, right? Yeah, exactly, which was a 10-day festival. And actually, over through over the period of 10 days, I think there were over 200 different offerings around the island. And we have participation from over 80 businesses and different, community, uh, different communities in Singapore. So there's actually already a very large... Um, large pool of products and offerings around this space and it's really now about you know creating the awareness among the international visitors as well. That's what I was going to ask, sorry to interrupt, but are you, in terms of who turned up for those events, was it the domestic traveller and the domestic tourism or were you seeing that people were coming to Singapore for that, uh, from international areas for that wellness moment? I think for the inaugural one we were also quite cognizant that the majority of the visitors that we'll see will probably be from local consumers, okay. but the objective of this is really, I mean it being the inaugural, it was also then important for learning points that we could get, right, in terms of the product curation, in terms of what would stick for consumers. And we think that this is just one of the first steps that we would take to really be able to drive the awareness of our wellness offerings. Um, where we want to be able to land on and position ourselves in the next few years is to be an urban wellness haven, mm -hmm. right? We're not going to be, I guess, your typical wellness destinations. That sounds where, fantastic. Yeah, but it's really going to be around how can your wellness offerings really be accessible to you when you're here in Singapore and I think the proximity of these different offerings to you um, whether or not you're here for leisure whether or not you're here for business is going to be there and there's a wide variety of that and the goal for us is to be really be able to create the awareness for this. And earlier you discussed a little bit around uh, how the pandemic broadened what travel industry means. Is there any data that you can share around what uh, what subsect of the travel industry benefited or grew from from the pandemic and if you again if you think that's here to stay and I think we saw a wide spectrum of the industry benefiting from the pandemic and then we forward to look at the numbers that we saw from Singapore rediscovers vouchers you know we we saw that there was over 300 million dollars worth of transactions wow. that came out of that from a mix of just the redemption of the vouchers itself as well as upspend out of pocket when you are consuming the experiences and we saw some of our local um, smaller merchants like local tour providers providers booked up in advance actually. So we're quite confident and quite um, encouraged that actually it benefited a huge spectrum of um, the tourism players um, in terms of the different initiatives that we have. Okay.
Well, that, that's great to hear. Um, now, look, we know it wasn't all um, rose-coloured glasses uh, or, or roses and sunshine during the pandemic uh, and that many of our hospitality friends hurt. Um, uh, uh, although I do congratulate the industry in particular in Singapore in terms of the innovation that came, whether it's from dining Absolutely. and having some amazing meals at home where you would normally get a restaurant booking, um, all the virtual experiences that they created or all the new new economies that are, have, have, have come. But, you know, obviously we bled. Uh, and so in terms of how we make that up, mm -hmm. what what is the strategy for t tourism for, for Singapore? You've touched on wellness. Um, uh, but also what is the advice in terms of how we can ramp back into pre-COVID levels and um, really boost the, the travel economy as such? Mm. I mean, in terms of, you know, returning to pre-COVID levels, I'm sure you guys will know better too mm. with your travel insights, um, but it's probably not going to happen in the next couple of years, right? We think that it's going to be at least three, four years out. I think in the first half of the year, we saw um, 1.5 million visitors, wow. which is, um, but it's still a fraction of what we saw, right? Um, what did you say? Um, previously, like what were the numbers? Previously? I mean, currently now at 1.5, um, it's definitely a lot more than what we have saw in last year. And in this year, we predict that there will be about 4 to 6 million um, visitors um, here by the end of the year. Um, but even as the international visitors are returning, like you say, they are not definitely returning the same levels pre-COVID. And so what we have done is we have basically earmarked about half a billion dollars in terms of um, different types of support that we will be providing to the local businesses um, to, well, first, you know, in terms in two ways, you know, one is really to be able to help them build up capabilities and also help them to develop new products and innovations such that when the tourists, when tourists does rebound to pre-COVID levels, you know, they will definitely have a lot more uh, compelling, innovative and creative offerings that we can provide to international visitors. And, uh, and the second part of the resources that we have um, set aside is really in terms of how we will continue to market the destination to international visitors to recapture some of these demand in the next few years. Well, it certainly sounds like you're lent in, uh, which is no surprise from Singapore Tourism Board or the government. Um, so it, it's great to see the support that you're giving, you know, the community and the businesses to sort of bump things up. Uh, now, as we close in our podcast, I was just wondering if you had, if you could share a few top tips um, with the businesses in, in, in Singapore in terms of perhaps how to um, uh, best utilise STB or um, and drive traffic. Do you have anything you can share around that? I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we have talked a lot about how, you know, consumer preferences and travel will be looked at in a different ways, right? We have got new demands for travel. We're going to be more discerning. We're going to have, you know, heightened concerns of you know personal safety of environmental cleanliness and I think these are the different ways that um, tourism businesses really ought to bear in mind the travelers tomorrow or today is no longer the same as what we were pre-COVID um, and we are definitely on the lookout of you know differentiated offerings and I think a core part of this and where we hope that tourism businesses will continue to do is to really then pay attention to what the visitors are looking for and the shifts in the visitors really putting them in the center as they continue to innovate and develop new products. I think the experience will be the differentiator for them. Um, as we've also talked about, right, the definition of what is travel has changed as well. It's not just checking off the checklist, but really about being purposeful, intentional and fulfilling 
um, in terms of how you spend your time, be it at home or be it when you visit uh, a destination overseas, and how do tourism businesses respond to that, right? How can we help um, the, the visitors who come and enjoy the products um, get to learn more, a lot more about it, the story behind it, the people behind it, get connected to how you have gone about developing it, get connected to how you would tell the story for both yourself as well as the local community around you. And I think that's where we continue to encourage our businesses to think about as they create new products and offerings. So it's really about putting the, the, that new traveller front and centre and using what they know about their customer to make sure that like it's front and centre of their communications to draw them in, yeah. is, that, is that And right? I think, yeah, exactly. And I think one of the things that we would also then, um, that we have always also been aware about is the job that we do in, in trying to create a vibrant destination here actually benefits not just travellers, but also local residents alike, right? So as the businesses create new products and if they could put the visitors in the centre, it will really not just appeal to international visitors as well, right? But for local demand, who local visitors, local residents who are looking for such different products. And you're probably a good person also, I mean, given your back background and role, how, how best do they market themselves? Like, how do they find these uh, travellers? Like, what, what would you recommend them, any few steps to sort of put them on the right path to find? I mean, once they've got them, yes, they've got the information, but how are they meant to go out? Like, any best practices? I think partners partners with different strong partnerships yeah strong partnerships with different businesses with your collaborators um, of coming up with the experience that's a compelling story to tell and I think these are the stories that consumers are interested in and obviously building your own channels to do so I think perhaps one of the other opportunities to look at is for visitors for customers who have experienced your products how do you continue to re-engage them right um, the, the consumption of your products is no longer just limited to you being in the destination. I mean, during the pandemic, we also saw, you know, different virtual offerings yeah. being offered as well. Um, one example would be, say, would be, for example, the animal buddy at a zoo. Right? Oh, yes. You could visit a zoo yeah. and you could also continue to be engaged with some of these animals that you yeah, saw online, even when you're back in your home country. So I think businesses could potentially think of different ways in which they could connect with the, with the, with the visitors beyond just, you know, experiencing here in the destination but also after. I was very excited about the birth of the new <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so, um, yes, you can see I'm very lent into my activities. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree. And I, I do... One thing I, we see a lot in our data is that digital uptake is, is very high. Are you seeing that the same from your international travellers as well as your domestic? Or is it, are you seeing them engage with... Um, with the industry differently? I mean, definitely digital is a key means to that. I mean, obviously we'll see it's always a good mix, right? But it has definitely shifted a lot to digital. I mean, digital consumption went off the roof in yes. COVID and we continue to see this today, right? Just because it has very much become part of your habit. It is where you go to for information, it's where you go to for news, it's where you go to for recommendations of what to do over the weekend. And I think we continue to, con to see this growing and actually across a wide spectrum of, um, of consumers, right? Not not just the more savvy, but pre-COVID less savvy has also now become very digitally savvy in how they would uncover some of this information. So absolutely a key channel that we should definitely have our businesses continue to invest in new ways to do so. Yeah, I was 
shocked when my mum invited me to the house party during the pandemic. Yes. I, I didn't quite, I thought it must be my mistake, but um, <laughs> she did. So I have seen how digital, you know, they call it that, I'm not sure that our audience, some of our audience would appreciate it, but the graying generation has yeah. really adopted for travel digital. For sure. yeah. um, you know, my mum, my again, I'm sure, not sure she'll be thrilled that I'm referring to her, uh, but she now actually books her flights and, 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 and multiple hotels on from digital, which I'm really surprised because previously she would never have done that before. And feels I feel that the customer and what we're seeing in our insights is getting much more comfortable making the bigger transactions as well um, because of how seamless things come. And I've noticed in Singapore that there are a number of restaurants and uh, other places that actually no longer take cash mm-hmm. and it will say, you know, yeah. credit only or um, a pay now or pay la or, yeah. uh, but some type of digital payment. Exactly. And, and that, that's quite interesting. I think where Singapore is so advanced and has really lent in. So congratulations in terms of putting those foundations in place because the pandemic hasn't been easy, least of all for um, Singapore Tourism Board or all the community, but I think uh, phenomenal foundations in terms of recovery and taking the right steps so I think it's really just about you know continue to stay focused and and how we will help the industry and the community um and you know thanks so much for for those encouraging words oh no I really believe it uh so uh my pleasure and thank you so much for spending time with us to discuss and share what you've been doing it's my pleasure and your insights and uh, I look forward to chatting to you soon thank you <laughs>